Hello and welcome to a 12:28 edition of the Sports Ethos NBA Today podcast. I'm your host Kenny Taylor, and I'm flying solo, taking down this eight-game slate. But before we get to it, we need to take a moment to actually congratulate Luca on this MVP trophy that he's about to win after this 60-point triple-double performance. Wow. Oh, man, 100 DraftKings points as well, too. I don't get it. The Knicks always have a player drop 100 DraftKings points on them. Um, I think it was like 2017, James Harder did it to him. But enough about the past. We need to look into the future, try to knock down this slate, win us some money in a GPP, take down a cash game, or take down a couple of nice little player props off a of Thrive. Also, if you are not on the Sports Ethos DFS Fantasy Pass yet, please sign up, get on it. You're going to get all the information that you need, every, everything that you will need to take down your net slate. Any injury news, pivots to play, even how to take down a couple of these props. We're actually going to help you out, give you information from our experts. First thing first, we do have an eight-game slate, and we only have spread on three of the games so far. The first game we have a spread on is Magics versus Pistons, which is at 228 spread. Right now, when it comes to exposure in this game, I do feel like the Magic are on the back-to-back, but Pablo is probably going to be in a good spot and going to be in a low ownership spot as well. His performance against the Laker was beyond subpar, probably the worst performance I've seen him play this season. But throughout the month of December, he has a, over a 20% usage rate, and he's accounting for about 25% of the field goal attempts while he's on the floor. So anybody who can get you that much usage for 8-1, especially if a Few play, players are going to be off of him due to a lackluster performance yesterday. I feel like if you could get him at less than 10%, that's going to be a nice little plug to put into your GPP. If you want to look for something a little bit safer on the Magic side for your cash games, I do feel like Markel Fultz will be the safest play on the Orlando side. His price is still... Pretty cheap for the production that he's giving you at 5'9". But throughout the last two weeks, he personally been playing above and beyond the production that Cole Anthony have been giving you. Um, he had a couple duds in there against um, Houston and Boston. But outside of that, he's averaging over 35 fantasy points in that five-game sample size. If you want to get a little bit crazy for your GPPs and want to get a little risky, I do feel like there's a little value for that on the Detroit side with Shadiq Bay at 4,700. Usually not a player you want to roster, but he's still going to get you 20 minutes, still going to get you about 8 to 12 shot attempts. And if he actually giving you a couple rebounds and assists, that should be an easy plug for about 20 to 25 Fantasy points for four seven. Moving on to the next game that we have a spread for is the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls. 
which has a line of 231 and a spread of minus 4.5. Honestly, I really don't see the Bulls keeping this game close. I'm sorry, Keith, I really don't. But I honestly have no interest in this game. But if you do believe that this will be a close game, I do feel like the only way this will even happen is if the Marta Rosen just give you a nice little 50, 60 DraftKings points performance. He is a little pricey at 8-9, and I do feel like there are better players on this slate who can give you a little bit more upside, bigger ceiling than the Rosen for around the same price tag. So I won't have no interest in him. I'm pretty sure if Keith was here, he could tell you a couple other players to look at on the Bulls. But Pat Williams, always a player you can have a little exposure to in the GPP. You never know when he's going to give you that 30-point upside. And he's always going to be a little bit below 5K at um, four sits on today's slate. Moving on to the Nets game, we got a spread for is the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the New Orleans Pelicans with a 232 line with a seven-point spread. Again, I really don't feel like this game will be close, similar to the Milwaukee game. But the difference between that is I do feel like there's a lot of value in this game since on the Minnesota side, they are a wild cat. Um, Kyle Anderson is questionable. On the New Orleans side, they're without Brandon Ingram. Tory Murphy is questionable. So there is value on both both of these sides. Um, for the safest play, I want to say spending 9-1 for C.J. McCollum might be something to look into. Again, this player has a very strong floor over the month of December, and his ceiling is probably – on the higher side, outside of a few players on this slate to help you take down this slate. If you look over his last few games, he gave you a 70-point game against um, – who was the game against? Uh, I want to say it was – was it OKC? I want to say it was OKC. Gave you a 70-point performance against OKC. I really don't see that being replicated in – the Minnesota matchup, since I don't think they would need him to give them 40 points. But I really do feel like his floor of 40 DraftKings points will be more than doable in this matchup. Um, outside of that, if Trey Murphy play, I really do feel like he's going to be worth a look. But since he's looked at as questionable, I feel like my GPP play, would probably be Jackson Hayes on the New Orleans side at 3-7. Typically, I don't like playing him ever in fantasy since it's like, man, I need this dude to give me, you know, five or six alley-oops. But against Indiana, against OKC, he's been looking like a true NBA vet who can actually give you a nice little floor. Um over the last two games, he's been putting up 33, 35 fantasy points, giving you about 80% field goal percentage, couple blocks, couple rebounds. Really do feel like against this team, he should be in a great spot. And 
we'll be in an even better spot if we get a little bit more Nas read time than usual. On the Minnesota side, I really hate, really hate that I'm actually suggesting playing Doc Rivers' son, but Austin Rivers might actually be in one of the better spots on this slate for a value play upside. Again, Kyle Anderson is questionable, and I do feel like with him being out over the last few games, Austin Rivers has been like a perfect filler for the role that they needed with him out. Um, oh, man, I still can't believe I'm saying this. It's hard being a Clipper fan sometimes, but over the last five, he been averaging about 25, 26 fantasy points per game, been giving you about 26, 32 minutes per game. And honestly, he's he's found a shot. He's actually been pretty consistent. So for 3-8, I really say, need to say, like, yeah, this is somebody I'm seriously going to be looking into on this slate tomorrow. Moving on to the games we don't have spread for. We got Phoenix versus Washington. Both teams are on back-to-back. So I'm going to have very little to no interest in this game. If you do want to take a play, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma might actually be in a nice little spot since Perzingis might be questionable for this game on the back-to-back. Um, after that, we got Lakers versus Heat. Lakers are, are on the back-to-back, so we might as well just put the question mark on James already if James is out. Westbrook will be a nice little fill at what, 7,000. Yeah, 7,500. Um, outside of that, won't have any interest in any of the Lakers. On the Miami side, this team is always questionable. So if you have the Sports Ethel DFS Fantasy Pass, we will let you know who's going to be in and who's going to be out as soon as we get the information. But... Just the game atmosphere alone, I'm expecting this to be around a 230, 235 spread. Um, And I do feel like atmosphere-wise, Hero should be in a good spot. If we do get a little bit of bam out of bile in this game, who's also questionable, he should be in a good spot. But again, really need to wait for the news when it comes to these Miami boys. Next game on the slate is Brooklyn-Atlanta. And I really do feel like a lot of players are in a good spot in this matchup. First person I need to say is DeJounte Murray probably will be my favorite play on this slate for 8-5. Without Trey Young playing, and if he gets that ideal Kyle Irving defense, I really do think I'm going to love seeing him give me about 60 to 70 draft team points in this matchup. And when I play Murray, I'm actually going to be playing him back with one of two um, Brooklyn boys as well. First one is, of course, Kyrie Irving. I really don't get how he's still 8-4. He really should be in the 9-9-5 range right now, especially the way he's been playing. I know a lot of people don't like Ross and Irving since you never know what he's going to get. But I really do feel like in this matchup, really don't think too many other players are in a better spot to actually get you about 30 actual points 
than him tomorrow night. For my value play, he will be pretty chalky since he just took the world by storm and won a couple people GPPs a few days ago. And that's, of course, TJ Warren, Bubble Warren. Amazing performance. Christmas Day. Um, I do feel like he's going to be a little chalky, so I might not actually get there myself. But for 4000 I really don't see how you can talk about this slate and that actually bring them up or put them into consideration on the Atlanta side my GPP play I'm actually going to have some exposure to don't know how many lines I'm going to run them in there's actually Trent Forrest for 3,400 he's been giving you a consistent amount of minutes and the minutes be giving you a pretty good pr- production as well Good floor, not too high of a ceiling, but for three, four, if you could give me about 20 DraftKings points, I'm going to play that any slate. Moving on to the next matchup, we got Utah versus Golden State. Golden State is on a back-to-back, so we might actually have a few more late scratching in a couple other older vets, but we already know Curry's going to be out. We already know Wiggins is going to be out. On the Utah side, Olenek is going to be out. Outside of that, it seemed like the rest of the team is pretty healthy. When it comes to players I'm actually going to have interest in, I really do hate running teams on a back-to-back. So I will actually only have interest in Ty Jerome on the Warriors side. I really do think in this spot at 3-7 against the team that typically have higher point spread. Again, I'm I'm expecting about a 230-235 spread in this game. I really do feel like Ty Jerome will be a nice little player who's going to get you about 18 to 24 minutes who can get you about that many fantasy points as well. At 3-5, really can't ask for too much more from him. Outside of that, on the Utah side, the only player I'm really going to have true interest in is uh, Laurie Markkinen at 8-3. You never know what you're going to get against Laurie Markkinen, but I really do feel like this is going to be one of these games that's going to be a nice little double-double spot for him. I'm not sure if he's going to shoot 70% for three like he did against Detroit, but I really do think in this matchup, the way he can spread the floor, I really do feel like he's going to be a problem for the Warriors. Um. Outside of that, I might have a little interest in, ooh, and I hate saying this name. Uh, usually when I say this name, he'd never actually do well, but Alexander Walker. Again, this is going to be more of a GHPP play, but at three sets, he does have a upside to get you about 30 to 35 DK points, but that floor could just give you 10. So I won't have too much exposure to it, but I will have a little exposure to it. And for the last game on the slate, we have the rematch of the game that's actually still on right now, which is Denver versus Sacramento. Um, In this matchup, we know that Sabonis and Aaron Gordon are both going to be out. Ah, But when it comes to this game, I mean, we had – Two teams who play each other who you never really know what you're going to get out of them. Um, But with the Kings, 
I probably would fade everybody with the exception of Keegan Murray. I really do feel like the production he had today for 30 minutes against this team might actually be worth a look at 5K. On the Denver side, I might actually have a little interest in Michael Porter since he just gave you a 30-point game. And I want to say he shot probably about 75% while getting there. Um, Outside of that, not too much more to talk about the slate again. This is just a primer. Moving on, don't forget you got Thrive Fantasy, which you can actually get a couple props, try to get 10 for 10, get yourself to win a couple thousand dollars. And if you put in sports seat, though, you're going to get yourself a little 250 bonus as well. And to help you out, I already got three props that I'm actually in love with on Thrive. The first one we got is actually Ben Simmons over 11.5 rebounds as assists while on the floor. Ben Simmons actually had the better rebound rate um, to Claxton over the past two, three weeks. And he also has the highest assist rate on the team. So I really do feel like in this matchup, that should be an easy over for him. Second one I got is Rudy Gobert under 28.5 rebounds and points. Again, when it comes to field goal attempt 10% on the team while he's on the floor, he actually has a lower field goal attempts than um, Austin Rivers, which is somewhat amazing. Um, rebound rate. Always going to be there with Gobert, but I really don't see him giving you more than eight points in this matchup, and I don't see him giving you 21 rebounds in this matchup. My third favorite play that's on Thrive is actually Laurie Markkinen, over 6.5 rebounds. With Olenek out and Hessler, who's probably going to see a little bit of foul trouble in this matchup against the Warriors, I really do feel like this was going to be a double-double spot for Laurie Marketed, so of course I'm going to be all over that. Right now, this is all we got. Make sure you check on Sports Ethos for any updates about who's going to be in, who's going to be out. If you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. I'm talking about basketball at props on all levels, from NBA, WNBA, NBL, EuroLeague, EuroCup. I'm always there to talk basketball. Uh, hopefully take down your slate tomorrow and as always let's try and get this money for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.